Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth. I'm Steph McSherry, I'm a mum of two, and I created Kinderama, a multi-activity programme for younger kids, and I've been working with that age group for nearly 20 years. Hello, I'm Bethan, and I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a mum of three, and I run the Cam Parenting Club. And I'm the author of The Self-Care Planner, How to Live a Balanced Life. That's a, a new thing, so I need to get it out there. Um, so each week, Steph and I are going to answer one of your parenting questions and share some practical solutions to help. If you want us to answer your question, email us, themummind at gmail.com. And if you could do us a tiny favour wherever you listen to this podcast, could you follow or subscribe, click on the little plus sign or the tick because that helps us create more free content for you guys. Absolutely. So this week's question is a kind of funny one, but a kind of serious one as well. It's that the grandparents are doing exactly the opposite of what I've asked them to do. Um, and it's doing my head in. I'll, paraf- <laughs> I'll, I'll paraphrase the question yeah. like that. Oh man, it can I'll be tricky. Yeah, it can be tricky, can't it? Depending on whether it's your parents or your in-laws, makes it even more tricky. <laughs> yeah, an added layer. Yeah, and then I've heard this so many times about like, you know, we're so grateful for the help, but does it have to come at this cost? You know, mm. kids being delivered back home at six o'clock at night, totally wired. Yeah, um, or not having slept for the day at all, or you know full of sugar or whatever it is I was I was saying to you just before we started I this is going back oh god like more than 20 years my cousin's kids were being raised vegetarian and they weren't allowed to call uh meat by its name they had to call it but it sounds really really draconian but it was you know it it wasn't bacon or ham it was dead pig so they used to go to their grandma's and ask for a dead pig sandwich (laughs) (laughs) they didn't care they were like give us the meat (laughs) oh my (laughs) i know a slight slightly lighter version of what we're talking about but yeah i'm sure there's a lot of what the grandparents would deem oh well we only see them you know we're going to spoil them yeah yeah i think so but i mean that can be totally infuriating yeah, and it depends how often it's happening, right? Because if, if your kids are going there every weekend or every Friday or whatever it is, and that's happening, it can wreck the next few days. Yeah, and I, I think you see also so, so something that's really common I come across is that I feel that like our generation maybe I don't know, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, our generation are trying to parent differently. You know, we're more consciously aware of stuff. We, you know, we're lucky in some way. Say my mom's generation, they were, it's, my mom still remembers rationing, mm. you know, so they were dealing with other things. They were dealing with survival stuff. And luckily, most of us, I know we have these crazy gas bills and electricity bills to pay, but that's, you know, luckily we have food, we have, we have our bits and bobs. So we're trying to parent, we can go deeper into the parenting, but you know, when grandparents didn't have to do that, they can think that stuff is nonsense. Or they can think something I hear a lot is parents saying, you know, my mom or my dad, so that's the grandparents think I'm really a walkover and they think I'm a pushover mm. and I'm flaky, you know? Yeah, not because, well, because we've talked about this so many times on here, we're not doing that whole kind of disciplining through fear. We're not doing that, um, which which I've heard, I've heard, um, some of that older generation saying, well, that's like a social experiment. 
I'm there going, what do you mean? It's like, well, we know what happened. You know, everyone turned out okay when we raised our kids this way. <laughs> and I kind of go, Hmm. Yeah. Did, did they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think then it's really hard to go back into your parenting dynamic, hand over the childcare and be okay with whatever happens. Because, you know, I often hear people saying, well, I want them to mind my kids. And it's great that they mind my kids like once a week or whenever it is. And they say, but I didn't know it came with these terms and conditions that they mm. wouldn't listen to me. You yeah. Know? And that could be really triggering. Yeah, really triggering. Because I guess in some way you feel kind of that your parenting wishes aren't being respected. And then, like you said, you've got to deal with the fallout of the kids if they haven't had the right amount of sleep or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I've experienced both. I think I've experienced kind of some grandparents kind of really listening to everything that you do to the letter and then others just going well you're with us now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay I remember one time I was in a swimming pool with my kids and we were on holiday and um, my dad would have a reputation as not being the most responsible adult ever and <laughs> There was like a rapids thing. Is that what it's called? You know, when you go in and it kind of floats you around. Mm, yeah. And I, I just remember I looked in the pool and I could see my four-year-old going around the rapids by herself. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my dad was just playing away like. Yeah, what child? He, was, <laughs> he said, but she's fine. Nothing happened to her. And I'm like, well. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> so how do we deal with it? Like, have we got to let go of our control a bit to therefore enjoy our <laughs> night off? I think uh, I think it's important to think, well, what is it that we're trying to control? Because yes, it's about being listened to, but is this unresolved stuff in us as the children's relationship with our parents that's kind of coming out sideways? Oh, okay. You know, is it like, well, you're not listening to me about my children and the wider caveat is you don't, you don't hear me. You don't listen to me. Yeah. You've never listened to me. Yeah. Yeah. And is that then something for you, us, this generation to resolve ourselves or can you have a dialogue about it? Because here's the thing. I know so many people who've done so much amazing therapy work on themselves or you know, just come to the realization themselves. They're like, you know, I'm going to change things with my parents. I'm going to have that conversation. We're going to work through stuff. And they have the conversation and the rejection they get is enormous, you know? Yeah. And then I know other ways when the grandparents say, oh, we didn't know. And we don't know how to be like all of us. We're learning how to be a parent all the time. And so they are learning how to be grandparents all the time. Yeah. I remember my dad saying, only probably about a year before he passed away. He was like, when did you get so wise? Oh, You know, that kind of realisation yeah. that we probably were a lot more aware. And do you know what? Sometimes I envy any parent from the 70s because, like, I think of some of the things that happened in our household. And, like, there was no stress or, stress or pressure on getting parenting right or wrong. Like, geez, you know. I yeah. remember hearing Vogue Williams on her podcast saying the best seat in the car was the parcel shelf <laughs> <laughs> laid across the back window. Like picture that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd be calling Imagine. the guards. You'd be yeah. calling the guards. 
Yeah. And I think as well then, and that's like the physical bits of parenting, which are some way a bit easier, you know, shepherding people here and there. And then now these grandparents who maybe people our age, they might have been smacked, they might have got a spoon, they might mm. have got so now they're in a total quandary as to what to do. You know, I and don't they do find any that, of those things. What yeah. do I do? And they find that really hard. I think they find that really difficult because they know they are now not supposed to do that, but find it very hard to stop themselves doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think part of the solution is, is to figure out, can you have realistic expectations of someone else's abilities? You know, like, yes. you know, the grandparents, you lived with them, you were their child, <laughs> right? Yes. You know, you know what they're like. And realistically, I mean, if someone's listening to our podcast, it's because they want to better themselves. They're looking for information, looking for tips, looking for maybe your parents don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And do they have to? I don't know. What's your what's your terms and conditions? You know, what is the small fine print for you? And what are you OK with? What are you OK with happening? And And I think a lot for a lot of people, though you know, they can kind of see their parenting that they receive being repeated in front of their eyes. And that's a horrible feeling. But of course, it might not be like that all the time for your child. It's like a snapshot in time. And I think this is the really hard stuff for parents to weigh up. And like you said, that's triggering for you because you've experienced it and you're trying to change it. But it's not triggering for your child because they didn't experience it. They're there in that moment now. So yeah. I think as well, it's important to that, to go back to what you said about, you know, you might have done some really good work on yourself. You might have been in therapy and you have to analyze or look at your relationship with either your parents or your in-laws and think, is it worth getting into this? You know, yeah. because I'm assuming this could potentially lead to a big family fallout. That's not going to work for anyone. So is it a case of like, I think one of the best tips you ever gave me was, you know, hearing one of that generation kind of rant on and that you don't have to answer them. You don't have to get into it. So yeah. they, they rant away and then you just go, hmm. interesting. Do you want a cup of tea? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a nice I'm, song on the radio. I'm going now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's really, yeah. I know, and I know it sounds so simple. And when you're in it, it's really difficult to do, but mm. it's so powerful. Well, it's that deeply uncomfortable feeling. I mean, most parents I work with, oh, I'm just going to fact check myself mentally here. I just have to go through the old file of facts in the brain to see if this is true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it is true. Most parents I work with at some point in their life learned to emotionally regulate their parents. So what I mean by that is you knew how to act and behave to make your parents be okay. Ooh. Whether it was like you knew how to be good. That's right? big. Okay. Yeah. So you learned to behave in a certain way so that your parents weren't kind of riled or yeah. angry or upset or whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. And so the caveat of that is if you then see your child being treated in a certain way, it can be very hard to stay there and stop and say nothing because your default mode is to kind of, and this is a perhaps, is to go in and make things okay for that parent. 
you know so oh not for the child for the parent yeah oh wow okay so this is something that I come across all the time is adults who are on some level not scared of their parents but scared of disappointing their parents scared of the potential fallout of the lack of agreement from them about what's going on so your child might do something in front of the grandparent that we're talking about and you can see reactions starting in the grandparent and you might even just you know kind of hush your child up or push that child away to keep the grandparent happy yeah wow yeah okay never even and, thought oh, about that yeah what well, aren't you lucky Steph <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, saying I've never done it I've probably yeah. done it I'm just saying god I never thought of that dynamic before <laughs> yeah so this is so this is the sort of biggest difficulty I have come across in the therapy room and in the Calm Parenting Club as parents uh, 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 We'll say that we are the parents and grandparents just to keep it simple, because otherwise mm. it's, a, it's a little confusing in my mind. I need Lego people to act out or something in front of me. Like, so parents being really scared of the emotional fallout of the grandparent. Because yeah. it's not something that they have experienced much before because their job or their role in the family. Remember, every child who comes in has like a an accidental role allocated to them. And often it's to appease the parents to make sure they are okay, you know. And I'm assuming, I'm going to go into another layer now, like if you're <laughs> dealing with your in-laws or your you know, your partner's parents, say, that that can be, you can see perhaps your partner getting triggered but not realising it. And you're the one having to point it out and say, I'm not comfortable with this situation. Yeah. You know, you need to speak to your parents about it and kind of watching that whole dynamic unfold sounds yeah. really uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, it's murky stuff, isn't it? As you were talking, yeah. then it sounded like I was like walking through mud and I was up yeah. to my neck in it. Yeah, <laughs> my tummy flipped. It was like, yeah, oh, that's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and it is right. And it is because I think so many adults go back into the relationship with their parents. It's I'll rewind a little bit. I think it's really a less common thing than common for children to be back in an environment with the grandparent and feel like an equal. There is oh, always yeah. a push and pull yeah. of, you know, this is my house, so I do it my way. And it might not be said, but there's a push and pull of, you know, why do you have that here? What is this here? And, you know, however it comes out mm. and so then that's really tricky to see in your partner as well and a lot of people go back to being acting like the child which can often be either a submissive role or this kind of like mad teenage stuff comes out of this 40 or 50 year old adult <laughs> yeah you know slamming doors sulking yeah yeah so it's so it's really really tricky this stuff so I guess communication with your partner about it is crucial and having kind of trying to have open conversations and it might be drip, 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 drip conversation. It might not be a let's sit down once and for all sort this out conversation because I think that rarely happens within relationships. Sometimes I think it yeah. just has to kind of bubble and percolate away and brew yeah. for a while and then eventually you can kind of see it through. And I'm also guessing a little bit of removal can help as in if, if you find it difficult being around, say, your parents, 
or seeing that dynamic unfold, then maybe your partner can drop them off or, you know, you can kind of take a little bit of that stuff out so that you're not having it in your face all the time. Yeah, yeah, go for a harm reduction approach for you. Yeah. You know, and if having your partner as a buffer works really well, then roll with that. But I, I, oh, I don't know about the sitting down and talking about stuff no. all the time. No. You know, I, I, I'm not saying you're saying to do it all the time, but I think sometimes people just don't want to hear that they are not right. Yeah. You know, and that's a really hard thing to go by. So then, then I think it's important to look at the scale of what you're okay with. You know, are you okay for that time that your kid doesn't get a meal or they forgo their sleep or, you know, what is the fallout for you? Yeah. And And, your child. Yeah. And you as a family. Yeah. Yeah, but I I know I've had certain moments. She says, like trying to just say it so carefully in case any family listen to this podcast, because <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to have the conversation like this. Um, I have definitely had moments where there's been a line, and I've said no. <laughs> you know that I have had to say to my partner, I am not comfortable with that, and this is why I'm not comfortable with that. And therefore, I'm not comfortable for our children to be in that situation. Yeah. And however you want to deal with that, you can go and deal with that. But there's a line here. And this is why. Yeah. There there are times when you have, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, just missing some sleep or extra sugar or eating the meat or not, whatever that bit is. (laughs) But definitely sometimes there's something that crops up where you're like, absolutely not. That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. And you're the mom. Yeah, you're like that's okay. Do you know, like you're the parent. You don't have to toe the party line. You're allowed to do what feels right for you. And again, I think there's so many more different kinds of children nowadays than there was, say, when our parents were raising us. You know, there's more neurodiverse people. There's more people with sensory needs, with diagnoses. And uh, I mean, you know, before where grandparents would have had no tolerance mm. well now there has to be more tolerance you know there's more room for acceptance and there's that that's hard too when you're talking about things like um you know certain language would have been used a, a while ago about people of color people of different sexuality and i've i know i've had to say it to my mum before now that's not acceptable to use that word anymore or those mm. sentences anymore Oh, I don't mean anything by it, grand, but it, you can't say that in front of the kids. You just can't. Yeah. It's just not acceptable anymore. You know, that those are the kind of lines I'm talking about where it's like, no, that can't happen. Sorry. Yeah. But also, I mean, the kids would be disgusted as well. Mm. If you'd like to become a calmer parent and are looking for answers to help your child, then join my online parenting community, the Cam Parenting Club, and get the answers that you're looking for to be the parent and person that you'd like to be. Go to my website, bethanoreardon.com, and I'll see you inside soon. An element of this, like you said, is realistic expectations. Maybe sit down outside of a time when you're not handing those kids over and say, okay, you know, am I prepared to have a grumpy, tired, underfed child handed back to me the next day for the sake of 24 hours off? Yeah. 
probably sounds, sounds great yeah yeah <laughs> sign me up off where you is go. where is this place that malnourishes children <laughs> off you go so, kids yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll book three beds thanks very much so that there's that then there's lines that you feel cannot be crossed and then the, the conversations that that go with that either with your partner with your kids if they're old enough or with the grandparents you know that 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 is there I guess there's a time though that you need to perhaps step back and you don't necessarily have to have that conversation but you just say no we're not coming thanks for the invite <laughs> yeah or I think another way I mean yeah absolutely see here's the thing nobody has to do anything because historically it's what's been done you know like I see so much stuff about being good and fitting in and you know like looking picture perfect as a family whenever I talk about this stuff it always reminds me of the time I was at like um I don't know some sort of th- religious event like a christening I think it was in a church and I left the church with my kids because I felt that the priest was really unkind to my kids and I went and I could see my husband's family not all of them but so I, I don't know if any family member had left a church before because the priest was unkind to the kids. Oh, I'm not sticking around for this. I'm out of mm-hmm. here. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my well, God. There, there's a definite line that's been crossed for you. Yeah. And my kids don't have to tolerate being talked to like that at all. Yeah. But I mean, is, was that the right thing to do? Does that show the public up in family? I've uh, The family up in public? I have no idea. But I know that I can't I can't have my children being spoken to in ways that are so nasty and degrading. So without getting you to rehash the whole event, was there a conversation after? I can't remember now. Okay, maybe it was just a notch against like, well, remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you're right. I can picture like you said, a christening, but I can picture like Christmas things or, you know, things that oh well, this is what happens at Christmas or this is what we Mm. do for christenings. And I remember being so grateful for uh, my daughter's first Holy Communion was during one of the lockdowns. Yeah, great. We went to Tato Park. (laughs) It was brilliant. You know, yeah. So so, I didn't have to excuse it. I didn't have to, you know, it it was done for me. But those those situations can be really tricky. Yeah. And you don't have to do things just because historically that's what's been done. Mm. And it's a wild concept. And you see, I think. As humans, we don't like to be different. We don't like to be excluded. But sometimes you have to have that feeling of being excluded and being on the outside to really find yourself. Yeah. You know, I I don't know if just doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do is helpful for a family. And sometimes it is. Sometimes you go to an event, you paste on your smiley face and you actually have an all right time and then you come away again. Yeah. But it's also okay if that's not right for you. Yeah. And I think of numerous occasions where my husband and I have taken our kids when they were very small and we've had lots of kind of disappointed comments, looks from the old generation. And we've got into the car and gone, oh, we're never doing that again. Yeah. Because it was an unrealistic expectation for our children in the first place. Mm. You know, say it was a dinner booked at 7 p.m., you know, and you're there dragging a four-year-old and a two-year-old to it, you know, (laughs) nightmare. And I think as you grow in confidence as a parent, you get better at saying, no, that's not happening. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I often think like one of the like big pillars of parenting is that your child needs to know that you have their back, that you can advocate for them. Yeah. Right. That you can stand over their behavior, that you can stand over who they are and that you can accept, well, they, they're just doing this thing in their life and I'm, I'm here, but I'm going to help them with it. And if that means not putting them in the situation that's going to bring that part of them out, well, I'm not going to do that then. Yeah. Yeah. God, I just the sick feeling in my belly has kind of, you know. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it, it, well, it's just so awkward, isn't it? I just, I, you know, I just find some of those situations really awkward. I'm sure a lot of people do, particularly when you're not doing eating even with your own parents. I know we've got a big family wedding coming up and I'm kind of half dreading it because of the, the combination of adults that are going to be there. It's like, oh, really going to have to take a few deep breaths going into that one. <laughs> Yeah. And figure out also what it is that you want from the event. You know, is it that you and your kids and your husband have a great time? Is it that you want to just, you know, like, what is it? Because again, with these people, when they start talking at you or saying or passing judge or commenting, whatever it is, you just don't have to respond. Yeah. And you can just go, oh, okay. Yeah. And just leave it dang <laughs> you know, Yeah. But you can leave it dangling in the air and then push it back to them. Yeah. Oh, thanks for telling me that. Yeah, you don't have to come back at it. No, you can leave yeah. people off. But I know that it's hard. But that uncomfortable feeling, that uncomfortable feeling is that you're something that your child, your child needs you to ride and needs you to get familiar with. I'm not saying it's ever a nice feeling, but get familiar with because that is you doing the right thing for you and your family. So you're feeling the uncomfortable feeling so they don't have to feel it. And we're back to things that come up time and time again it's uncomfortable but it doesn't mean we're going to sweep it under the carpet or ignore it we're going to deal with it even though it's uncomfortable yeah. in whatever way we see fit yeah and 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 there was something you said earlier and oh I just remembered it now the old hamster came back again in 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 the brain and got the cogs going was that when people sort of fall out with your parents or grandparents or whatever it is it's usually because they're projecting something onto you. It's not you. It's not me. It's not our kids. It's a fear around fitting in or being good or these really old stereotypes that are embedded into every society about the need to fit in. And it's usually because people have so much fear about not fitting in. And I get it as humans, the biggest threat to our existence is not being part of something because when we're alone, we're vulnerable. But I love being on the outside me. I find great joy and comfort in it because I'm actually more included than I've ever felt in my whole life because I'm being really true to the things that feel right. And it is hard and it's not always easy. No, but the reward is well worth it because then you realise, you know, the first time the, the particular adult did the, the ranty thing and I sat there and kind of went, oh, I was just like, oh, this is a revelation yeah I didn't have to go into that swamp with you I could just watch you go in the swamp and go oh yeah off you go <laughs> yeah you're right there and yeah. you see we can do it with kindness as well yeah if it was you nothing nasty I'd say that person yeah. didn't even realize that I didn't get into the swamp with them you know yeah. but it was just that was the pattern of our behavior I would normally get involved and actually you know try and pull them out the swamp all but see it this way come and see it this way come and see the light but you know I just didn't just left yeah. it yeah and then they have a choice if they come on board with you or not yeah you know 
So we were, I think we've kind of recapped everything that we said. Realistic expectations. What are we going to... Yeah. What are we going to tolerate for the sake of a night off <laughs> or a day yeah. off or a day at work or whatever it is? Oh, I know something else. Sorry, that I was going to say about that as well. Um, is don't forget, right, you can debrief your kids after. And I know that oh, sounds yeah. awfully like kind of like um, I was thinking of um, what's the program with the bent coppers? Did you ever watch that on on BBC Line of Duty? Oh I my god, it's it. so. Oh my god, Steph, you have a whole world ahead of you. You need to. <laughs> you've got five series you can binge watch. It I've only just started watching Succession, and I'm getting into that. So, but I'll, I'll do Line of Duty after. This is way better than. I mean, <laughs> can I get sued by saying that? I don't know. No. Um, <laughs> oh my god, Line of Duty is amazing, but they always have loads of debriefing sessions. Um, but it doesn't have to be like a real formal thing. You know, you can say, was there any time were you was Granny a bit scary at all today? You know, and and you see, uh, and you can find out that way what's going on. Yeah, right. And you can help. You see, it's a fine line, isn't it? Because it's like, should kids have this huge understanding of why their grandparents are a bit batty or not? You know, and 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 that's the fine line for for parents to figure out. Yes, I mean, you can debrief the kids. Yeah, you know, without making granny or granddad's emotional problems their problem. Yeah, yeah. And you see, the tricky thing about parenting is, is that you don't know how to be unless you're in the situation, and yeah. then you learn, and then you say, oh, "I'm not going to do that again, actually, because that just didn't work out at all." Yeah, and that's okay. And that's it, you know. But well, it I've, is, l- I've learned com- loads today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is really complicated stuff. You know, it's really, really complicated stuff. I think it's definitely worth when you're not in the situation where you're handing over your kids just to sit back and think, OK, what am I prepared to put up with? What am I not prepared to put up with? I'm really kind of coming up, just kind of really looking inward and thinking, what are your boundaries? What are what are the lines that cannot be crossed? Yeah. And not and being ha- afraid to say no. Yeah. And not being afraid to do things differently from the norm if it's the right thing for your family. I mean, yeah. it's worse for a child if you make them keep doing stuff that doesn't work for them. Yeah. I also know that a bit of life is like you just have to sit there even though it's boring and then we'll go. Yeah. I get that. But it's patterns, I guess, that we're talking about. Yeah. It's not like you're then going to do that to that child every week and expect different things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.